Okay, my boy, yeah. my boy, my boy. Uh, uh, I was at the BP with my boy, my boy. Now it's been a GT with my boy, my boy, my boy, my boy, my boy. Been a GT with my boy. Now I'm on BT with my boy, 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 my boy. Yeah, my boy. I'm a G pushing P with my boy. Cause it's our GP with my boy. Social trap podcast. Social trap podcast. Episode number three. Who was who was one and two? Uh, dude, it was me and Colin. You're the first guest. Oh, yeah, what's dude. good? First guest, Social exactly. Trap Podcast. We're absolutely pumped for this episode today. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Yes, this is my brother. Uh, we've known each other for about a year and a half. It's been this guy changed my life for real. Dang. This man changed like the day I met this man. My life, like our first conversation, my life changed. Like the sure. Fire Nation when it attacked. Yeah. In in what? Oh man. In what show? Avatar, bro. The Last Airbender. I've never seen that movie. Fire and every, the Fire Nation attacked? I've never seen that. No. Not the movie. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Continue with this All right. show. Anyway, so I've never seen that movie, but... Don't see the movie. See, watch the show. But the the anime show? Cartoon? Kind of anime? Anyway, go ahead. All right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, we just really met through mutual friends, and ever since then, we've just been absolute brothers. Uh, Why did it stop recording? Whoa. All right, so... A year and a half ago, met Chaz. Uh, ever since then, been a great, just like mentor, big bro, big bro. Yeah, everything, all of the above. But uh, yeah, so I just want first question I was gonna ask, just like about your journey, like how you ended up where you are, really, like on social media, like why you started making content, making videos, YouTube, TikTok, and well, you started on Vine, right? Started on Vine. Actually, I made my, I posted my first YouTube video. Exactly 10 years and one day ago. Exactly. April 7th, 2013. Happy anniversary. How old were you? <laughs> I was five. Five. Dang. I was five years old. Wow. My older are you young? Uh, you're, you're really young. I'm really young, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you came out. You were five when Vine came out, bro. I, bro. That's crazy. I only remember Vine for like a very short period of my life. Like I, That's wild. I would just watch them on like YouTube. I never had the app or like anything. I just watched them on like my iPad on YouTube. Uh, I just always thought they were hilarious. Man, yeah, Vine was a different era. But anyway, uh, I started off because when I remember when I was thirteen, that was when I I knew like I really wanted to go into entertainment in some way. I, first thing I said I wanted to do was have a talk show. First thing I did in entertainment was actually like just acting in theater because my school <laughs> yeah. like they had us uh, they made us do um, theater classes. Uh, like starting in kindergarten, I remember in my first play, I think, I feel like I was a frog or something. <laughs> and we were, because we were doing Aesop's Fables. I'll never forget that. Storytelling. Man, telling short stories. Um, we were doing Aesop's, one of Aesop's Fables. I think I was a frog. And I remember being, because the stage was, it was in our gym. I remember at one point, like, a whole bunch of people started yelling at me, and I realized I had fallen asleep when it was my, tur- when it was my turn to say my line. That was in kindergarten. But then by third grade, I had, like, the lead role in our class pre- play, and I had the most lines. It was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, I say the lead. It, it was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, not Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I feel like that's, like, co-lead. I guess, yeah. Co-lead, yeah. I, I remember I had 25 lines, and my best friend, Luke May, at the time had 22 or 23. And I was like, I'm the lead because I got more yeah, lines, bro. Yeah. Like, what's up? <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was, like, my first encounters with entertainment. By the time I was 13, I knew I wanted to do, 
like entertain. Social media wasn't really a thing yet. Facebook had just coming out, come out. MySpace, of course, but my parents let me be on MySpace. Uh, what else? Um, my mom was a talk show host. First thing I said I wanted to do is be a talk show host before I ever had seen an episode of her show, which was yeah. crazy. Um, so five years later, I played basketball all the way through high school. Five years later, my basketball finals, my senior season of basketball is over. I know I don't want to do it in high in college, so I'm like, all right, let me try this talk show host thing. And I started a YouTube channel. Posted my first video on April 7th, uh, 10 years ago. Man. Um, it's like that Kevin Hart moment. Like, dang! Oh, yeah. Kevin Hart and Don Cheadle. Cut that into the video. Um, dang! Oh, yeah, when he said he was like 54. Yeah. yeah. I, said, I said, dang. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. Yeah, so I uploaded like two YouTube videos. I was like, wow, that was really time consuming. I was still in school, but stuff was winding down. I just had more free time because no basketball anymore. Then I hopped on Vine. Like for, I had been scrolling through Vines for months, yeah. or at least weeks, just cracking up at them. I finally downloaded it in like March for the first time. And then May 3rd, my prom night, or day of my prom, I was like, I guess I'm just make some. And I started posting some Vines. I can send y'all like the original first couple Do Vines it. that I Do posted. It, yeah. um, and I just started having fun doing it. I remember when I first hit 100 followers, it was the coolest thing ever. I remember where I was, who I was with. Um... And then within a month and a half after being on Vine, that was when... Actually, before I say that, the reason why I hopped on YouTube wasn't just because of the talk show thing. It was because I wanted to um, make content that was entertaining and fun and brought laughs to people while still pointing them to the Lord. Like, not being corny. Yeah. You know? Um, But without watering anything down either. Like, being able to talk about difficult topics in a lighthearted way and ultimately... Like, point people to Jesus. That was it. For sure. So, um, that was YouTube. But then the Vine stuff took off. Like, a month and a half into it, I posted a video. It's kind of a different thing, right? Yeah, it's totally different. Like, a month and a half into Vine, June 15th, that was when I first posted uh, Water Malone inside of Water Malone. I remember seeing that. Like, when I was, like, really little, I remember watching that video. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I posted that. Two weeks later, they updated the app with the Revine feature, which is basically, like, retweeting. Before, it was just... You had to go on popular people's profiles, comment like, hey, check out my last line, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I got blocked by several people doing that. Um, yeah, I can remember some of them by name. You, Where are y'all at now? You, you're going to say no, any of them or not? Nah, I don't need to say no names. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say no names. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, it's tempting though, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened. I started to gain like... More and more followers going into college that summer, and I just kind of kept up with it. That summer was really fun. That was when, yeah, I was just posting all the time, not thinking about it. Then, like, money started to come into it. Uh, like, just having more followers, it can, be go- it can be really easy. It became, for me, really easy to just turn to likes and comments and followers and just still the num- in just the, the numbers house. in general yeah, numbers yeah. for affirmation and to feel good to get like a dopamine hit you don't even realize it but it can become addicting for sure for sure yeah um so i would like be on and then i'd step away i've kind of always had that relationship even the day i the day i posted the water malone vine i deleted the app like so when you because my profile long? wasn't deleted yeah. the app was deleted and like i think a week later you just got back I looked, on it? I got back on it, and it had more likes than any of my other videos, like, by far. Yeah. 
deleted it again. A week later, it had doubled. Deleted it again. A week later, it had tripled. Deleted it again. Then it just it started growing exponentially. That's wild. Um, and then I started having fun making them, but I think a lot of that was because of the attention it was getting. How long had um, you been doing Vine, like, before the Watermelon video? It was only, video? like, 45 days. So you just month popped immediately. Just about. It was really quick. That's wild. Yeah, um, which is rare. And I've been I was able to post some other videos that did really well, like the pronouncing things incorrectly videos where that one was that those go crazy. Or a John Skittles, like oh, <laughs> instead yeah, of yeah. Skittles or original Skittles. Um or one of my favorites. I said this one because I feel like my mom would say it. Um uh, for Reese's puffs, I called them Rasasa Puffs. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Um, Wait, didn't you do a pronounce things incorrectly in like a grocery store? Yeah. Yeah, was that where that was? Yeah, that was the the one I think one of the first ones to really blow up was at a CVS. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was where I did Skittles and Reese's Puffs, I think. Did those, those went crazy too, right? Yeah, there were a few. I actually, that idea was inspired by another dude I saw doing, um, like, how thugs pronounce items. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would cry laughing at this dude's videos. Yeah. Um, he would say, like, what was one that, it, they were just so funny. I thought they were the funniest thing ever. Um, but he was always like cussing at him. I was like, I could do a clean version of this, yeah. and then it just took off. Um, so, yeah, what else happened, bro? But yeah, it was like that was never what I really wanted to do. Yeah, it felt like I stumbled into social media. Yeah, at least the Vine stuff, because I never wanted to do short, just funny content. And then, um, yeah, I stumbled into that, and it felt like I've been stumbling yeah. since, honestly. So, what happened to YouTube, like? For Vine, when that stuff started popping, were you still posting on YouTube too, or was it just Vine when stuff started popping, and then did you carry on with YouTube? Or? Yeah, a little bit. I wasn't super consistent with YouTube. I've never really been super consistent with YouTube, yeah. to be honest. Um, uh, let me see. So, yeah, after Vine took off, that was things started to trickle over to Instagram, yeah. YouTube, and eventually TikTok. Yeah. Um, even like on Twitter and Facebook, I have, I've had stuff do really well on every major social media platform. Were you on Musically? Super rare. Nah, I got you on. Know, I, you I, know Musically? Nah, man. I think I made a Musically account but never posted anything. And then when it changed over to TikTok, I finally got on like October 2019. Okay, so that was kind of later. I feel like, right? Yeah, but even still, when I got on TikTok, it like it blew up really quickly, and I got to a million followers really fast. That's crazy. Yeah. But now I think about it, that could have been like a like an industry plan. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I don't. I signed an NDA. Um, on TikTok, the people who work there can literally pick someone's profile or pick a video that they want to blow up and give it more attention. Hey, TikTok, if you're hearing this, social trap dudes at social trap dudes. Put some heat on that thing. <laughs> hey. You know, you know what to do. You know what to do. So run it up, please. <laughs> but anyway, carry on. Yeah. I mean, no, that was all I was going to say. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so you posted Water's Not Wet, too. I, yes. So when was that in comparison to all, like, the TikTok and everything? All right. I have, I'll tell you the timeline of viral videos. Watermelon Inside of Watermelon was June 15th, 2013. Okay. The next thing was next year. Pronouncing things incorrectly, 2014 through like 2015, bunch of those. Um, even in 2016, a little bit. 2017, right after I'm, that's like I'm an old person reading history. What the <laughs> frick? Ew. 
2017. <laughs> Back in 2017. Oh my gosh. 2016 was a really good year, though. The good old days? That, that was a good year. No, this is about to be a fire year, too. Oh, no, for sure. It's about to be a fire year. It already is a fire year. It's just about to pop off. Yeah. Uh, pop off like a pivot. Um, 2017 was at the in December is when I posted the water's not wet video. I want to say on like I posted like three back to back that did really well on YouTube. It was water's not wet, the quesadilla video. If people have seen that one, um, and then a compilation of pronouncing things incorrectly videos that all did really well. The NBA edition last time I checked it was like at seven point seven million or something like that. Yeah, I watched it. Actually, I watched it on Friday. People still watch it. Last time. No, it, I remember watching that when I was like, whenever it came out, I watched that and I would show all my friends. That was before I even met you too. And I remember like, that was one of my favorite videos on YouTube too, which is crazy. Last time I checked it, it was at like 6.4 or something. Bro, yeah, it's it's still going crazy. Dang. You sure over seven? Almost eight? No, I, I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, I can check, but. That's why. Fact check that real quick. Fact check it. All right. Yeah. No, I wasn't telling you. I was telling the camera. But yeah, you can fact check. Yeah, actually, look that up, please. I feel. Uh, pronouncing things incorrectly. NBA edition. NBA edition. Yeah. You said the title before I did. You really liked the video. Oh, I love the video. That's my favorite video because yeah. I watched it on Friday, so I remember. Oh, word. appreciate that. Bro. Yeah, bro. Appreciate my boy. Yeah. And the okay. So did you ever go through like a burnout though? Because I feel like even in the timeline, I know you. I know that everything was still popping though. Like immediately, and so like what what happened to your burnout? My dog's going crazy right now. <laughs> Did she just bite you? Six, she just oh yeah, she what's it at? Six point six. six, six. My yeah. bad. Hey, she said seven point seven minus one point one. Exactly. I was I was in the ballpark. I had an idea, but yeah. So burnout rates because a lot of people I feel like even on social media just like when stuff's not popping like when stuff doesn't pop automatically I feel like they they get burnout and discouraged a lot but even for you when stuff was popping what was the burnout and like stuff like that like yeah um like I said it get allowing yourself especially when you're conscious of it but allowing yourself to be fed off of likes and follows and comments and just subscribers and numbers um it can be draining because we're not like that's it's like food for it, for our soul, but it's junk food. Yeah. Like, it tastes good, but you're going to feel horrible after. Yeah. Healthy food is like, you can imagine what healthy habits are. Like, I don't even need to tell y'all what healthy, like, actually, maybe I do. Put your phone down for a full day. I, like, one day, I don't, Evelyn behind the camera is just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. She doesn't like that one. She doesn't like that Just like, take one day to put your phone down. See how that feels. Like, if you can't do that, you have a problem. I think that should be a good test, for real. Oh, yeah. If you can't put down your phone for a full day, that's unhealthy. Like, that's... The opposite is very healthy. Um, Yeah, so regarding burnout, though, man. Yeah, like, just getting caught up in results, outcome, numbers. With anything, you're going to get burned out because uh, you'll find yourself, like, grabbing after them. Yeah. And you base your success on it and your emotions move with it. So your emotions move with numbers. So whether you're doing poor, if you're doing poorly, if your numbers are really low, if you, or if you perceive that your numbers are really low, you're going to feel bad about it. If your numbers are high and then they drop, you'll feel really bad. They go up again, you'll feel good. But if they drop again, then what's going to happen? Even if they're consistently high, you're never going to be satisfied because you're going to be like, how can I get them even higher? Yeah. And 
yeah, you'll just end up living in your phone. I've done that. There was a point, 2021, two years ago, around my birthday, I decided to just hop off of my phone entirely because I felt like it was just not good for my mind, for my soul. Um, it was distracting. There was like a project I've been working on that I really wanted to focus on. And ultimately, just like my relationship with the Lord, like I just wanted to, I just wanted to sit back and be like, yo, what does it mean to be your son? Like, what, do, what does it mean that I'm your son? Like, how, how do you love me? I wanted to focus on those things. I felt like social media was in the way. Yeah. So I decided to hop off. I feel like social media does get in the way. Like, a lot of that, it, it kind of, like, puts a mask on. Like, a mask over your eyes and face and brain, just in general, like, what really matters in your life. And I feel like social media and just focusing on the wrong stuff in general can really just, like, feed you that junk food that you're talking about. And, uh-huh. like keep you from what actually matters, which is like your relationship with God and like how you're living your life. Yeah. Which like, yeah, I, I like that when you said that. Yeah. And yeah, so w- I mean, even with the people that their numbers are consistently low, but they're like, obviously they're grinding, like mm-hmm. they're posting consistently, but they just can't seem to like pop mm-hmm. or like get any tr- really traction at all. What would you say like the focus should be or like even what would you say like to those people that are just trying to gain traction? Yeah, I'd say like why just why are you doing it? in the first place if your motives are pure then go ahead keep grinding keep doing it of course like take time to rest again putting your phone down for like one day out of every week is just it's beautiful and i need to be more consistent with that too but um if you're doing it for numbers for attention for fame for affirmation for comfort all those things none of those are a good reason um on their own not not one uh You'll just find yourself unsatisfied and depleted. But if you're doing it, it's like, by the way, stepping up, yeah, I'll say this first. It's it's kind of like a, a chef being at a restaurant, right? Like, let's say a Michelin five-star chef. Four-star? How star? How high can five, stars five. go? It goes five, yeah. All right. Yeah, no. Hotels only go four stars. Or they go five stars. I feel like there's something that only goes up to four stars. I can't remember what it is. Anyway. Fast food, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Regardless, um, let's say, okay, we'll just say for the sake of it, five-star chef, right? Yeah. They cook amazing food. They started cooking because they love to cook, right? They just enjoyed it. Three? Only three? Mm-hmm. For Michelin chefs. Mm-hmm. Wait, what about restaurants? Re- the rest- oh, the restaurants go five-star, chefs go three. No, no, no. Oh, the wait, what? Three, three so when people say five-star restaurant... What's that? That's Yelp. <laughs> oh, that's Yelp. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're like a cook, this like um, like they started cooking because they just love to cook. They enjoy it. They love creating new recipes, mixing flavors, um, testing their palate, and all that. The next step is like you cook because you love to serve. Um. So you you cook stuff. Um, and you're able to serve it to people, and you see the joy on their faces, the, what they what they get out of eating, yeah. and also just knowing like you're not only giving giving them something they can enjoy, but you're giving you're filling them up. Like people, yeah. we need to eat. And then um, next thing would be to like okay, because they wanted to make money, but and those are priorities. But if any if once those start to get out of order, that's when you can start to lose, especially when when, it ta- when you talk about creating content versus consuming content. Imagine if, if a five star chef. Just starting eating all the food that they cook and started getting like unhealthy and out of shape. They probably wouldn't be as sharp to be able to cook like they used to, or they'd 
their career would end sooner than they would like, along with their lives potentially yeah. for not eating healthy. So, you know like, I mean? diversify your consumption? So, what I'm saying is, like, the priority should be the fact that you get to enjoy creating. And then after that is being able to give, share what you create with people. And finally, it's like, okay, if you're able to make money off of that, that's cool. That goes for food. That goes for content creation. Even with, like, being an athlete, you love the sport. You love the community that comes with the sport next. Yeah. Um, and then you love making money with the sport. You know, like, yeah. there's having your priorities, knowing what your priorities are, having them in order um, will not only prevent burnout, but it will help you, I think, be even sharper in whatever field you're in. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, even with, like, I feel like that's a good message to even, like, kids, especially, like, where their priorities are and, like, where they're trying to lead themselves with what they're doing and, like, being intentional. Like, we, me and Colin talked on last podcast just being intentional with everything you do and trying to do it for, like, a purpose and, like, trying to get yourself somewhere, but not not only getting yourself somewhere, but getting, like, yourself to where you can inspire other people. And I feel like that's really important. Does that coincide? I remember I heard you speak about... uh at a summit about the barista. Mm-hmm. I remember you gave that speech because you were here, yeah. yeah like, is that like the same thing? It's the same analogy. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about your faith journey a little bit. Uh, like what's been like your journey with the Lord and like what's grown your even relationship with him? Yeah, man. Um, so I grew up going to church, but just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're like you know Jesus and you follow him. I know I knew Jesus from a young age. Like I had a relationship with the Lord from the time I was really little. But my understanding of my relationship with him is something that's grown and changed. I think that's true for everybody. But what I mean is, like, when I was young, my understanding of my relationship with him was that, like, okay, I'm saved by faith, not by works. But but am I, like, I know I'm a believer, but I'm good enough as a believer, right? Like, I felt like. And still at times feel this way without realizing it, that he's pleased with me based on what I do for him or how much I accomplish. Um, And I think a a story that really shifted my mind in the Bible was um, the story of the prodigal son, like both of them, both sons' perspectives. Um, There's one son who, like, there's these two sons who grow up with a beautiful, like, upbringing, home, um, parents, had everything they needed, wanted. And one is like, man, forget this. I don't want to be here anymore. And he goes off and just lives the life he wants to, like gets in all types of sin. And then he finally comes to the end of, uh, end of himself and realizes like, man, I really messed up. I did horrible things. I feel horrible. Therefore, I deserve to be treated horribly. And so he's like, man, so he's thinking to myself, I'm going to go back to my dad because I don't have anywhere else to go. But I don't deserve to be his son anymore. I'm going to tell him just treat me like his servants, his, yeah. his like house, his, uh, housekeepers and Whatever, like, yeah. understand the cultural context of everything, yeah. But he goes back, and he's, like, getting ready to share this speech, and his dad runs to meet him and hugs him, and he's glad he's home. His son gives his speech. He's like, I, I feel horrible because I did horrible things, therefore, like, treat me horribly. That's yeah. psychologically what he was saying. And the dad's, like, ignores it, and he's like, my son's back. Let's We're going to celebrate. Feast, yeah. yeah, let's have a feast. Let's, um, let's give him, like... He was basically, everything the father did was just going over the top to say, you're mine. Yeah. I'm so glad you're back. And then the the older brother who had been home, never went off astray, finds out they're having a party and he's pissed off at his dad. Like, yo, 
I've been doing all these things for you. I've been doing everything right, but you never threw a party for me. He's like, he basically was like, yo, you never asked. Like, yeah. I've been here the whole time. Like, everything that I have is yours. So the, the two sides are like, we're not loved anymore. We're not loved any less based on what we do poorly. And we're not loved anymore based on what we do well. We're loved just because we're sons and daughters of God. Like, yeah. that's it. That's what the, like, one of the biggest lessons I've been learning in my life over these past several years. Yeah. Um, it's on a much deeper level. Yeah, I feel like that's a testament really to like a lot of kids, especially growing up in like this time. Like for example, like kids with my age, like a lot of kids like run away from God. Like not only do they like not necessarily prioritize their relationship with God, but I feel like they run away. And like, I'm not saying like, oh, that's bad. Cause like I've been there. Like I've been that kid that's run away from God purposefully. Like we've talked about all this. Um, like I've run away from God before, but like when I heard the prodigal son story, it really, like it hit me like really hard. Cause like, I feel like that's where even if I've been there and where I am, I know a lot of other kids my age. And I've seen like a lot of other kids at that spot that I've been in and I've experienced and I've run away. Like I've run away from running away from God. If that makes sense. Like I've come back to God and I feel like the story of the prodigal son just makes like so much sense. And it speaks to like everybody in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, I feel like it's just like, people don't realize that like God wants to bless you. And like, you just have to walk into the blessing and accept it. Cause like he, he wants nothing less. And I'm not even saying it's like that Joel Osteen, like encouragement, like type thing, like, oh, your life's gonna be perfect. But not hating on Joel Osteen, by the way, I'm just saying like, but anyway, like I feel like along with your trials and tribulations, like God wants to feed you with his blessings. And he wants, he's like, I will like, I'll give you the feast. I'll like just run back to me and accept them and open yourself up to like my presence and my, our relationship and you will be blessed beyond measure. Not even saying like the world's going to try and chew you up and eat. Like it's going to try and like reject you and it's trying to treat you like crap. Cause like that's the way the enemy works. Even like with the way that you're living your life as a Christian. And I feel like that's what he wants to attack the most. Even with Job, like you look at Job, like he, Satan went to God and said, I'm going to abuse this guy basically. And God says, spare his life, but you're not going to turn him. Like, you're not going to turn him away from me. And sure enough, like Job never got turned. Mm -hmm. And that even relates to the prodigal son, the way like Job just stayed with God. And then God, the Lord just allowed him to be blessed. But like, obviously doesn't mean your life's going to be easy. Just having a relationship with the Lord, but having a relationship with God makes your foundation so much stronger. So you'll be able to withhold like a lot of the trials that I feel like come after you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, spitting right now, bro. Bro, I mean, this is your. Hey, this is about you, but like, I feel like I just want to go off that. Yeah, you know that's what that's I mean? that's what we do. We have a conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna go kind of random here. What's something that people don't know about you? Just watching your content. Like, what would you say? Like, I am like, so laid back. It's it's crazy. I'm not yeah. how I am in my videos was, at all, bro. It's crazy because like I'll be I'll be chilling. Like if you're just at the house, like chilling with us, I'll be like sometimes I'll be talking to you and you're so chill and like I'll see your videos and stuff. And, but like I know you, but it's too. It's like I'm like, yo, Chaz. You're like, what up? I'm like, hey, my bad, bro. No, I'm not even like that. But like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> nah, but I feel like, yeah. My next question was even gonna be like, do you think you're more introvert or extrovert off camera? Which you kind of just answered. Like, yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's not even saying you're like socially awkward because you're like a G. Like everybody knows it. But I feel like it's just so like it catches people off guard. Like when you're chill. Yeah, you I know? think it's like. I still haven't found, like, a great analogy to use for this. I guess, like, uh, 
This isn't the best analogy. But I just feel like when I get this, I won't use an analogy. I'll just say this. Talk straight. Like, when I get in front of a camera, I don't know. I just enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's fun. It, I, it's like a... Yeah, it's a fun thing to do. That's yeah, that's like what you were saying earlier. You're it's, just enjoying your content. Yeah, it's it's kind of like okay, you know how you ever seen like a dog, a puppy, never swam in his life before, but if you put it over a body of water, it'll start paddling <laughs> yeah. on its own. That's how I feel when I get near cameras. It's like that's a good. I'm just ready for it, but yeah. I'm like when I'm not by water, I'm just like I'm yeah. just not by water. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah. And then people that don't know you, do you think it like catches them off guard? Yes. Yeah, so let's go off that. Yeah. So I just be chilling. Yeah, he just be chilling. No, but it's crazy because sometimes I'll just like be. It, Chaz would just be chilling, and then you'll ask him a question. Like earlier, he was just like in a super chill mood, and then I was I asked him a question. He was like, and he like started like he just made like a meme face, and I was like, yeah, the memes just pop out of nowhere though. Yeah, that's the other thing. I just be doing random outbursts at times. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's funny though. It's like comes in little spurts. Yeah. But then sometimes I like chat because Chaz, I, I am in extrovert on um, power saving mode like just 80 percent of the time he's on the yellow phone battery no like yeah yellow but I'm, i'll be fully charged no you're fully charged but you're on low bat like they put you on the yeah. you put yourself on the yeah, on the yellow like, thing. that's why i call it power saving mode yeah power that's mode. what it's called yeah i, I can't even have a high battery but just be like super chill yeah for sure <laughs> like yeah yeah i'll just live on reserve even though i don't Get what I'm trying to say. And Chaz is a Pokemon fiend. fiend. Oh, hey, you were, I was about to talk about that, but since you're already here, let's let's talk about let's talk about it, bro. So, all right, I started playing Pokemon <laughs> at the same age that he found out about Vine. I like, <laughs> like five. I was like four or five when I first played Pokemon Red, Blue. I played Yellow, played Gold, played Silver, played Crystal, played Ruby, played Sapphire, not Emerald, not till later. Oh, played Jesus. Pearl, Platinum, Diamond. Uh, Coliseum, XD, uh, Stadium, Stadium Two, Battle Revolution, all them joints, right? And some other spinoff like uh, Pokemon Ranger, Arena Duos, uh huh, Arena Duos, no, oh. Pokemon Showdown, all these joints. And then finally, the game that and I've wanted like Pokemon to be real my whole life, <laughs> all the movies. Not Pokemon movies. Go had to be a dream come true. I missed out on that. No, way. I was I was out of time. Remember I said 2016 was a crazy year. Oh, okay. That yeah, summer is yeah. when it came out. I was out of the country, so I couldn't play it. But it's because I was in Israel. Oh, okay. Doing well, a film production uh, program, which okay, was that's like, super fun. That's so, sick, yeah. Yeah, I got to play a little bit, but not really. Um, anyway, I just rattled off a whole bunch of Pokemon games. But when Pokemon Legends Arceus came out last year... <laughs> my, sorry, my dog Pepper is... Uh, she just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> she so uh, she was just snoring. So Chaz put the mic on her real quick. <laughs> um, Pep. uh, Peppermint Butler. Um, yeah, Pokemon <laughs> Legends. Arceus Legends came out last year. I was at their house like a month after it dropped. This man. I kid you not. I played for fourteen and a half hours straight. No, like seven. From no. Four thirty p.m. To 7 a.m. 
no like but barely moving at all i was like where is where's is chaz and they were like oh he's in the theater i was like oh i guess he's sleeping i was like at like six i was like oh i guess he's sleeping because i was looking for him but i had seen him grinding he would take this nintendo everywhere and then he'd hook it up to like the projector on the theater and i, I was like i wasn't playing it out well no it wouldn't be like if we were like chilling in the car i think or no at james's you would play it at james's like when we were chilling I remember you taking out the switch quite a few times, but he was grinding and I was like, where's Chaz? I was like looking everywhere for him. And then I was like, he's been in the theater for like 14 hours. And I was like, that is a grind. Like late afternoon one day to the morning of the next day. An absolute grind. Yeah. I, I don't regret it at all. That was some of the most fun I've ever had in my life playing that game. It was crazy. It was. It, it, I, I guess so. I mean, yeah. it had to have been. And then I put it away. I haven't like picked it up in over a year now. I haven't touched it in over a year. Would Would you say that's a waste of time, or were you just like, no, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Is it I feel like that's I mean, the point of it. Waste you gotta enjoy it. Uh, some people might say it's a waste of time, but I if got you're a lot of out of not. it. If like a. Uh, Fourteen months later, I'm still saying I got a lot of fun out of it. So, I mean, yeah. If you can say that, I mean, for me, I don't really find video games like that fun. I, I feel like Assassin's Creed has been like the most fun, and I still wouldn't even like grind hard on that. Yeah, I'm not really a big video game person either. I like the last Pokemon game that came out, Scarlet and Violet. I didn't get it. I didn't care for it. it looked too overwhelming anyway. But this Pokemon Legends Arceus was. I remember he would be getting in. I, I actually watched him play a few times and I would be like, hear like some, not even like screaming, but like he would get amped. Like he would get pumped. It was, it was like and, a childhood dream come true, bro. It was, it was really very fun. And I feel like the setup was sick. Yeah. Because we had like in our old house, we had like these like kind of recliner, like cloth, really comfy seats, big projector, screen. big projector screen. And there was like stars like on the ceiling. It was just an ultimate vibe. And then Chaz would just chill up there. And I, I felt like I just had no obligations or anything like no, my, yeah, it was. No, nah, it was. Yeah. Was that, that wasn't the time you gave your speech, right? Or was it? I think it, I don't no, think it was. That was in February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that was for James's birthday. Yes, I, I was here in February. Yeah. Exactly. Shout out James Choi. He'll be on the pod soon enough, but he's an absolute brother. Him and Chaz lived together in LA. They both went to UPenn. My man Chaz went to University of Pennsylvania. My boy was smart. What was your GPA in high school? What was your GPA in high school? The school that I went to, the school wasn't that great, but it was over four. Damn. I was sitting heavy at a 2-0 last semester yeah. or last quarter. Well, school, the school was like, it was a, it was a private school, but it was, it was basically a public school. Yeah. So that was yeah. But, but in, in college, I graduated like 3.3. But that's not, that's still not good. Like that's still be, over B average. But you were hooping in high school too. You were a baller. Well, your dad was in the NBA. I wouldn't say those two things are like necessarily. Well, they're not, but I'm just saying like I, that was another thing. Like your dad was, was in the he NBA. He was. He did. He did play the league. Yeah. Char- is are you Charles Jr.? I am Charles the third. Oh, Charles the <laughs> third. Charles Daniel Smith the third. On Chaz's uh, Instagram bio, it says, "I ha- I now have a gray hair. Call me Charles." <laughs> because where is the gray hair? It was somewhere on the side. Did you take know. it off? No, I didn't take it out. Oh, it is now. You're balding. T- are you balding? Ba- no, balding. You see these curls? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Do you see these curls? <laughs> are you gonna get waves or not? <laughs> nah. No waves. Nah, no I'd wave have, check. I'd have to cut my hair again. I was thinking about waves. For me personally. 
Next question. <laughs> or corn, corn rows. Two more. Two questions later. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, bro. So Chaz here, uh, he's been grinding on this web series. You yeah. talk about the web series? Yeah. All right. Talk so about it quick. Uh, it's called What Had Happened Was. Um, it's a. It's basically he mixed anime and the Bible and is basically making these like sick like kicks or he's starting the Kickstarter soon. Uh, what date will that be out? Because we don't know when this pod's coming out. Uh, so when did that come out? Because um, it'll come out. Kickstarter campaign is running from April 12th through May 3rd, 2023. So run that up. Run up the Instagram. What happened was WHHW. WHHW series. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an animated Bible series. Like, it's so, no, it makes like people, the Bible's tough, but a lot of people don't realize like the what the Bible like what it looks like on anime. It, it, it just makes it cool. Like, people don't realize what the Bible would look like on anime. And, like, the way these, like, creative, like, Chaz being as creative as he is and all the people he's, all of his associates in on this on this project, it's, like, even seeing, like, the lead-ups, like, it it's yeah. tough. Yeah, we got uh, an Emmy Award-winning animation studio doing the uh, animation for it. So that's going to be dope. Unreal. Bunch of cool voice actors. Uh... Yeah, imagine like, like if Avatar: The Last Airbender and the Boondocks teamed up <laughs> to create an anime about the Bible, except without being irreverent on the Boondocks side, mostly. Like that's that's kind of what we're doing. That's the that's the aim. All right, word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Attack. Neither of those things are anime, by the way. Just to be clear, I know the difference, but. <laughs> We are not Japanese anyway, making American, an American cartoon. But, will, yeah. will this be available in other languages? Potentially. We might, we, we might do some, uh, some localizations. So Spanish. Potentially. Jap- Japanese would go crazy, though. That would would you crazy. not agree? That would go pretty What about crazy. Hebrew? Hebrew. That would go pretty because crazy. Because. I'm just trying to make this first season, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> not, the English grind time. is enough. I can do French. Yeah. Parlez-vous France, Francais? No. What does that mean? Tu parles français. What? Or tu parles français. Cool. That means yeah. these oui. French. We. Oui. We oui, oui. we. We speak French. Oh, okay. We. We we. All right. I'm, but yeah. Saying stuff. So, just real quick, what's like the? We talked on this a little bit off camera, but like, what's the big vision on it? Like, what what's your what's your mission first? What's your mission, and then secondly, talk the, about what the long term vision is for it. The the whole vision, the mission of what had happened, what, the what had happened, what series is to captivatingly retell biblical stories in an entertaining, insightful, and simple way for people of all ages, backgrounds, and beliefs to help get a more full to understand the full narrative of scripture. And yeah, be in, become interested in reading the Bible and even getting to know Jesus themselves. Like that's the whole yeah. mission. Vision wise, yeah. we're trying to make like ten seasons going through like over the overarching yeah full narrative of the Bible. That's so dope, bro. Um, yeah, that's so dope. So like you're gonna what happens? What do you obviously? I don't even know if you thought this. I mean, you're a calculated person. So like after you've done the whole Bible, what's next? I don't know. I don't know. Just like the whole Bible. I'm trying to just do one book. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. Do you see yourself writing a book one day? Like Chas- by Chas Smith? Not even like... By Charles Smith. Charles Smith the third. glasses. Char- and more and, gray hairs? And children. And more gray hairs? Probably. What would you name it's your child children? Pepper. What would you name them? I'm, I'm, I'm probably have to go with the fourth. If I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Jasmine. Mm, I like that. 
Yeah, Jasmine's a cool name. But why? Why? Jazzy and Jazzy. Oh, okay. I like that's <laughs> that's smart. Ja Jazzy Chazzy. Jazzy Chazzy, exactly. That's sick. The best daddy daughter duo on the planet. That would be <laughs> sick. How how would you, how do you think parenting would? Because you're like obviously an absolute blast, but at the same time, oh, you, I feel like you have to be like that parent, the, like the dad, like the dad dad. Like dads are cool. Yeah. For, most dads are cool, but my dad's cool. My dad's sick. Scott Hamilton, shout out. Um, but like, what what do you think your like style would be? Because I feel like I don't know. I think I'm really laid back. And chill, but once something happens, I don't know, man. I'll have to find out when I get there. I feel like even looking for me, like I'm I good was, as an uncle. I yeah. have some like I have a nephew, official nephew, as of, he just turned one last month. Happy birthday, chat. What's his name? Cameron. Happy birthday, Cameron. Or little, little Cam. Little um, Cam Cam. But I also have friends who have kids, and I love hanging with them. They love hanging with me. I think I'm a cool uncle, but being a dad is totally different. Yeah. You got discipline and stuff, and they're your responsibility for fully, like, fully, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so like, do you do you see yourself still being more laid back or like more just chill? I don't know, Because for me, I feel like my parenting style. I I would understand where they were based on where I've been in my life. Like if they like did something, I'd be, I would try and take it into the perspective of where I am or was at that point in my life. So I feel like I would understand to an extent, but then at the same time, I can't let that slide. Yeah. But like I'm trying to build my kid up for success, but I feel like a lot of people have their own journey to being a boss. Yeah. Like I feel like they have to build them. A lot of people build themselves up differently. Like Donald Trump, for example, was disciplined his whole life, or so he says. So I mean, I feel like he was like he was disciplined all his upbringing. Obviously, his dad was loaded, but like uh, small loan of a million dollars. Small loan of a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out Donald Trump. By the way, not that you need the shout out, but still, I, I'm, I'm talking about you, so why not? If you ever see this, probably not, but hopefully, hopefully one day. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people have different journeys to like success and to the top, even like bumpy ones. So I feel like sometimes you have to be at your lowest to be at your highest, if you know what I mean. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Can't say I do, but it sounded no, no, okay. Uh, yeah, it didn't make much sense, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that pause though, the pause had to, you had to hit it with a yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you said, but yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just the um, awkward like silence and yeah. So Chad Smith, uh, any uh, closing thoughts on uh, just one piece of advice even? One piece of advice to kids my age wanting to, like for me as example, content creator, uh, just literally trying to be in a position of like where they can, you know, grow their following, inspire, mm -hmm. and like just with a solid purpose, and mm -hmm. purpose driven, yeah. and just have a sol just solid all around, I want to do good, mm -hmm. I want to make good content, and I want to make it on content creation. What would be your best one piece of advice? Um, I got a few. All right, yeah, spit. Kids your age? Kids my age and just, like, yeah, kids my age and in, like, millennial Gen Z generations. Brush your teeth. Mm. Use a washcloth when you take a shower because mm. that's nasty oh. when you use your hands. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this no, is no, awkward. See, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Um, 
Let me see. Um, never seek to grow beyond what your character, how much your character is growing. I'm talking about social media. Um, if you, oh, Pepper's dreaming. If you have or see a level of fame that exceeds the foundation of character that you've built, you got to think of it as like a building with a weak foundation. Like you look at a skyscraper and people think like, it takes a while to build the foundation that to be able to sustain and uphold a, a skyscraper or a building. But before they even start building the foundation, they put these things in the, in the ground called piles. They're basically really long, sturdy metal rods, like giant rods that go on the ground to be like the foundation for the foundation. Um, you can say, when you use a metaphor, that's like, that's Christ. Um, above that foundation is like the character that we build on top of that. And then everything above that is what people, I guess, see. Um, if you don't have a sturdy foundation, like Matthew 7, when winds come, when rain blows, when storms hit, trials of life happen, or when you just get hit with a bunch of fame, you're going to fall. Like that building's going to come toppling over. So don't rush to be famous. Take your time getting planted and grounded. Um, character, faith, relationships. Uh, yeah, prioritize that. What would you say is like the best way in that is to like prioritize your foundation? Like what are the steps to like doing that in the right way, you know, like prioritizing, don't like get, getting ready, preparing the foundation for really just what can come like good or bad storms, whether it's fame, whether it's yeah. all those things. Seek humility over glory. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. That's good. Listen, listen to that for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I even need to listen to that too, like for real. So that's a bar. Let's bump microphones. Bro, I bet that just made such a cool sound on the audio. Just yeah, like, boom. Let me try one more time. Boom. All right. All right. Hey, Chad Smith, Social Trap Podcast, episode three, bro. You're a G. Got me up. We'll have you on again, hopefully, uh, at some point, because this was amazing. And hopefully, yeah. Colin will be here too. Colin gonna be here too next time. Hey, yeah, Colin's in mini, but uh, we missed you this time, Colin. So we'll get you next time, but. Yeah, uh, merch is on thesocialtrap.com while we're yes, at sir. it. Uh, uh, Social Trap Podcast, we're on Spotify now, YouTube, Spotify, working on Apple Music right now. Uh, we'll get that up. We'll get it done. And uh, YouTube, Social Trap, Instagram, Social Trap Official, TikTok, Social Trap Dudes. Thank you, Eveline. Uh, shout out Pepper. She's laying on the couch right there. But yeah, I hope y'all, I don't know if y'all can see the painting in the background, maybe a little bit. Uh, all right, that's good right there. But This is so random. Yep. All right. We're closing out this pod with Chad Smith.